Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and welcome back to another episode of Self-Love is My Rehab. We are all tired of abuse being our addiction. I'm about to get my partner in crime, DC, on the line so we can start this lovely show tonight. So please, tune in and love yourself. Yo, yo, DC, what's going on? What up, though? How you living? Oh, man. <laughs> That's a, listen, <laughs> that was the closest to the time that I've ever called up. Like, I called up literally within two minutes left. <laughs> I'm like, please hurry up and type the pen number in. I was over here dropping phones. Hey, please. <laughs> but, no, what was the vibe of the week for you? <laughs> man, look, this is, this should be happening recently. Um, so, I decided to, you know, try to get my kids some little Jesus or whatever. And I'm coming to the realization that on Sundays that everything closes at 12 uh, p.m. Because <laughs> as I'm – and this this is – when I say it's live, live, like it's live. Like I'm literally like driving, I'm driving right now, and I just drove past like another little Jesus location. Yeah. And they close too. So I'm trying to figure out why the fuck – Excuse my language, but why the fuck is every goddamn little season's closed before six o'clock? Why? Yeah. There's times before where I didn't, I didn't finesse the whole like time frame and getting like a little season's pizza and delivering that shit to my kid and fixing her plate, grabbing her a juice, and getting into my podcast zone before mm. seven o'clock. <laughs> and mind you, this is probably nine times out of ten before six thirty and seven o'clock. And I have done this before. Why the hell are we closed before six thirty? I don't understand it. But come Monday, tomorrow, I'm filing a complaint because this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah. Besides that, um, to be on a serious note, um, this week has been the anniversary of uh, my cousin passing away. It's been seven years, and um. You know, it's been it's been slightly rough. It's been slightly rough. Um, I've been trying to uh, be funny and be an asshole at the same time, just to you know try to ma- try to not make myself cry in a sense. But you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, like it, or you know feel sad. But I mean, it's still it's still you know it rubs me the wrong way just doing that. He goes. Um, I've seen a video of him uh, giggling and laughing with one of his best friends. Um, a couple of days ago, and I think I think what triggered me to cry was just seeing him smile and laugh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because like that's what I was just used to. I was used to seeing him laugh and just you know being a a joker. You know what I'm saying? And like when I seen when I seen his happiness, it just made me cry. You know what I'm saying? But like it was a cry in a happy way because yeah. that was something I can always remember him by. You know so. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, it, it, it sucks to see a family member gone, but you know, and like you gotta put yourself in a in a in a positive mindset to just know that they in a happy place. You know what I'm saying? Like, go through your grievance and you know, just just move forward with with positiveness. You know, that's all you can do. But uh, yeah, what's the vibe of the week for you? I was gonna say, speaking of this, uh, rest in peace to Michael Williams. Um, we didn't say that last yeah. week, but. I was yeah. just watching Preacher's Life, and on there, Denzel Washington's character has said, you know, the beautiful part about losing someone is that 
we get to keep the important things about them that we remember in our heart. Like we can close mm-hmm. our eyes and we can visualize them. And I think that's so special. But on the keeping it complex, I got two things. So first I want to say fuck you to the Ben Salem branch library. Um, I decided to go type the other day because I have a short attention span. So I wanted to go and type at the library. I get off work at five o'clock, sometimes four thirty. And I got to the library at five forty five. Because in my mind I'm thinking that they close at nine o'clock. I get to the computer, I plug up my phone to charge it. I get my playlist ready, and I, I sign in with the library card, and I go, I go to pull up the document. And I kid you not, like a minute later, the lights started flickering on and off. So I'm like, what the fuck is this lady doing? She don't know which light switch to turn on. So then I'm trying to type. My computer restarts, and I'm like, it restarted in the middle of me typing and I was like, dog, am I going to get my hour back? I wasn't worried about losing it because one thing I like about Google Docs is it automatically saves. But I'm like, am I going to get some of my hour back? Because we get an hour session only. So then I tried to log back in. It was like, you can't log in because, you know, due to closing time. So I was like, what the fuck? I looked, and like you said, that shit closed <laughs> at 6 o'clock. I'm like, when the fuck did this happen? I'm walking out the library, ladies home from have a nice day. I looked at her, I wanted to slap her. I was like, mm, you too. But you know, I just wanted to say fuck you. And um the other day I was listening to Pandora and Air Force Ones by Nelly came on, right? And I was just yeah. like, dog, that song, like it, that was the only time I've heard of a rapper and really rapping about Air Force Ones. Like I know that that was everybody's theme song when, you know, they had that was everybody theme song when they bought some. But I wanted to ask you, who do you think paves the way for music and like 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 for singing and rapping? Him or Lauren Hill? Ooh wee shit. Um I mean honestly I'm gonna have to say Nelly. I'm gonna have to say okay. Nelly because like when he first came on the scene, like, he had that rapper-slash-melody-like type of flow. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, when you heard it, like, you can find me thing that was something you You know what I'm saying? Like, so he already had, like, that blend of, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, kind of like what Chris Brown kind of does, like, when he's, like, rapping-slash-singing at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, like, even Trey Songz. Like, I think – I want to say Trey Songz may have done that, too where, like, you kind of, like, rap and have, like, some sort of, like, melody, like, you know what I'm saying, in between it, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, when it comes to Nelly, I really feel like he paved that way, like, as far as, like, with males, because I, I don't really think, well, I think Nicki Minaj may have done, like, the blend with, between, like, rapping and um, doing, like, melodies and shit, too. I really mm-hmm. feel like she may have been the only one, you know what I'm saying? Don't quote me on that too much, but I think she may have been the only one to do it. But... <clears throat> When it comes to Lauren Hill, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she definitely paved the way to where, like, you know, like, where, like, singers like Beyonce can, like, you know, like, drop, you know, like, her vocals and shit like that. But then in between times, like, you know, she'll get gutted with her shit, you know what I'm saying, showing her Mm -hmm. side and, like, really, like, bust the flow, like, real quick. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I think it's fair to say, like, when it comes to Nelly, he he done that shit for a majority of, like, R&B singers and, you know, a minority of you know, uh, female rappers, 
and Lauren Hill has basically done it for, you know what I'm saying, the majority of women who do sing and, you know, you know, just simple as that. That's that's my take on that. Okay. You know, thank you. I didn't even think of it like that. Um, I would say because Lauren Hill was out before him, I would say that she introduced rapping and singing together, but Nelly mm-hmm. did come along and blend it together. I definitely agree with right. you on that because – he made us look at R&B in a new light, and don't mm-hmm. quote me on this. I feel like he was the first artist that started the whole collabing with the R&B singer, like, you know, with Dilemma. Don't quote me. Maybe Ja Rule did it with Ashanti. I don't know, but I remember Nelly came out first with Dilemma. You know, that's the song that I remember the most. So I feel like he started right. that whole collabing because, you know, then it was Lloyd. Well, Lloyd wasn't really a rapper. He was a singer, but... Yeah. Lloyd, Lloyd, Lloyd had like a little bit of that singing and rapping too but it's like you know just to collab with a R&B singer and everything like you started seeing Young Bird do it Ja Rule and Ashanti so yeah, yeah. but thank you for answering thank you um, alright so we're going to get into the heavy side of my shit I was trying to keep it light uh, but you know I can yeah. only do it for mm-hmm. so long so the show is going to topic tonight <laughs> we are talking about um, we are talking about distractions. So we brought the scenarios back, so I'm going to go into the first one. We got Jamie in the building, y'all. <clears throat> Jamie has been Hello, working Jamie. on <laughs> Jamie has been working on her second book. She notices every time she sits down to type. Her friend Simone always calls her up to vent or wanting to hang out. Jamie tries to turn Simone down, but Simone is persistent to hang out because she can't be by herself. Jamie, who has known Simone since they were in high school and knows of all the trauma she has been through, decides to write to her book later and be there for her friends. So my question is, who do you think caused the distraction in this scenario? Oh. I mean, shit. <laughs> uh, wow. I mean, I, shit. Honestly, maybe both of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like both of them may play a possible factor in it both, you know what I'm saying? Because the simple fact that Jamie tries to, you know, turn her down, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, really try to focus on her book, you know, type of thing, mm-hmm. she she realizes that her friend can't be alone. If I'm if I'm reading this right, Simone had basically, she, she experienced trauma or whatnot, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, where she can't be alone. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, um... Jamie decides to, you know, really be there for her friend just based off of more of something more serious based off of, you know, her, you know, trying to type a, you know, a book, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, well, um, <laughs> I think honestly, like it, it benefits, I mean, to put it in this way, like it benefits Simone the most, you know what I'm saying? Because she had been through trauma, you know what I'm saying? And, Jamie is just only writing her cert, her second, you know what I'm saying? So, like, despite, like, the deadlines that she may have or, you know what I'm saying, like, the zone she may have been in, you know what I'm saying, like, due to, you know, because he possibly may have been lacking into, you know, getting in that zone and really typing that book, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, maybe she, she may have had that moment to where, like, okay, I'm in the zone, like, type of shit. I can really, like, type the rest of this shit through. But I think – the fact that, you know, she basically put it aside to really be with, 
you know, Simone shows, like, her true friendship, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like she recognized that, you know, there's a certain trauma that you had went through to where you can't be alone, and you have not gotten over it yet, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm going to put, you know, I'm going to put this aside, you know what I'm saying, and be be there for you, you know what I'm saying? But the twist for this is that I, that I just literally just thought about, like, you know what I'm saying, like, for um, – for Jamie, she can't be too available at all times, you know what I'm saying, just based off of Simone's trauma. You know what I'm saying? Like, at some point, like, you have to, like, you know, put your foot down to a certain extent to let her know, like, you know, I know that you're going through something, but, you know, being a novelist is something big for me. You know, at this point, like, this is pretty much my nine to five. Like, this is my job. This is my income. You know what I'm saying? So I can't always be for you or, you know what I'm saying, like, drop, you know, you know my job just for, you know, just for me to be there for you, you know what I'm saying? So at yeah. some point, you're going to have to try to figure this out, you know what I'm saying? Especially for the simple fact that she was being persistent about it, you know what I'm saying? Because Simone is basically saying, like, nigga, fuck your book. I need some attention because, <laughs> like, I can't be alone at this point. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because mind you, I've been through some shit, so for you to be my friend, you got to be there for me. <laughs> it's like, you know, and I'm going to do that, but... <laughs> you you have to realize that at some point you're going to have to, you know, try to figure this shit out on your own. You know, I can only be there for you for, for you know, to a certain extent. I can't give my whole life to you whenever you feel like you want to go out or, you know what I'm saying, like you're just bored at home and you just soak, you, you soaked into your thoughts to where, like, you you start experiencing, like, the um, – the um the flashbacks of your trauma and stuff like that and it's like boom like I gotta drop everything you know just to be there for you like yeah because there there's no telling how often she has these you know these trauma you know um flashbacks or moments or anything like that you know what I'm saying so yeah um Jamie got to figure that shit out <laughs> you know what I'm saying but <laughs> at the end of the day like you know I feel like you know she she it, it benefits Simone, but it shows how good of a friend that Jamie is to Simone. So I think who first started the distraction, Simone, because in the scenario it said that every time she tried to get to writing, that's when Simone would call. But I feel like who sent it to distraction was Jamie because, you know, she tried to set a boundary and say, like, I really got to get this done. But Simone, I don't even think that it's past traumas. I think, like, it's just recurring because when we come from trauma, we create drama. I hate to say it. We do. We sure. we are so comfortable with our toxicity, you know. So, you know, this, this inspired me from a friendship that I no longer have. I knew this girl since middle school. Um, we were very mm-hmm. codependent, you know. But it also was inspired from a friend that I uh, met here that I was hanging with. Um, And, like, our friendship really didn't consist of anything profound. It was just always smoking and listening to her vent about her boyfriend and, like, how he wasn't shit. And it's like every time I would try to write, she would call, and I would give in to the distraction. So I just feel like – I feel like every time that happens, that's the universe way of seeing, are you going to learn your lesson this time? Are you going to set that boundary, put your foot down and everything, right? Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. no one can make Jamie do anything that she doesn't want to do. So I would fully say that 
Jamie caused his own distraction because, yes, you can be there for your friend, but at the same time, the only way to be there for your friend is to let them find their way and encourage them in the process. Be that listening ear. Don't jump on the solution for them because we love them so much. Me and you were talking about this earlier. We love people so much. We want to take our eyeballs out and give it to them to show them what we see that they're not seeing, but they have to see it on their own time. Because when you, you know what I'm saying, like when you push somebody, because like in that sense, Jamie is coddling Simone to always feel like, okay, every time I have a problem, I can go to her. And that can be unhealthy because God forbid if she ever passes away, how will Simone cope then? Because the one person that she could come to is no longer here. So like you said, Jamie has to figure that shit out. You know, she has to help Simone figure it out and just know I'm going to be there as your cheerleader while you figure this out. So that goes into my next question. Um, Is it easy to place the blame on others for us not getting ahead in life than ourselves? Hell yeah. I mean, shit, like, you know, it's easy, it's easy to be like, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, because you, you know, because you act this way or because you, you know what I'm saying, like, you peer pressure me into this, this, that, and the third, like, you know what I'm saying, I can't get ahead in life, you know what I'm saying, like, it's easy to do that, you know what I'm saying, like, the hardest thing is to face yourself in the mirror and be like, you know, you, you you're the one that's, you know, stopping you from doing this, this, like, you know what I'm saying, like, I didn't, I didn't have these talks with myself you know what I'm saying, numerous of times, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, and and it's more so, it's more so in regards to, like, my social life, you know what I'm saying, like, when I got, when I had, you know, when I've been far into my recovery and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying, like, it took a lot for me to really get into, you know, the social environment, you know what I'm saying, because what I was going through, everybody pretty much, you know, does on a, you know, on a regular basis, you know, type of shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. if I was to happen to, you know what I'm saying? Like take a drink, I can't fault anybody else for that. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, I'm able to make my own decisions. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially, especially, you know, during my, um, my, uh, my, my level of, um, of graduating from, you know, being sober, you know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've been sober for shit, you know, I've been sober since, uh, 2016, you know what I'm saying? And haven't really looked back, you know what I'm saying? Um, but if I, if I was to ever, you know, you know, hypothetically, hypothetically speaking ever, you know, really go back into drinking, you know what I'm saying? Like I can't blame that shit on nobody else. I can, I, I, I would have to blame that on myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I was to sit up there and say, like, you know, well, you know, especially if it's somebody that knew, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially if if it was somebody that knew, like, my history and shit like that and say, like, well, you know, why would you, you know, have liquor in this shit, like, around me? You know what I'm saying? You know damn well I would drink and, you know, all that type of shit. And, you know, it just makes it easier for you to, you know, be able to take action and blame it on somebody else, you know, versus blaming it on yourself at that point. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would I would never put myself in a position where I would have to blame somebody else, you know what I'm saying, just to make myself feel good. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's exactly what that's exactly what the question is asking. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you would you would you would rather blame somebody else than blame yourself, you know what I'm saying? Because you have to live with that mm-hmm. shit. 
you know what I'm saying? Like you're the one that's feeling that regret or, you know, you know, um, having to own up to that decision that you made, you know what I'm saying? As far as like, you know, whatever the situation may be, you know what I'm saying? Like your decision is based off that action. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when it comes down to it, you know, it, it yeah, definitely. It's, it's a, it's a hell of a lot easier to blame somebody else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you basically, you basically taking that, that weight off your shoulders and putting it on somebody else. Yeah. So yeah, that's my take on that. That part. It's like Big Sean said in his song, Single Again. Blaming you is just so easy, or maybe the problem's me. But like you said, it's hard to look in the mirror and face yourself. But I'm starting, I'm starting to do that. I'm starting to do the recordings. And like, you know, because cause we know where we're fucking up at. We just don't want to admit it. But I basically right. do a recording to myself to call me out on my shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm at a place now where I can even cry in these recordings because I was always emotionally numb. I don't know why, but I hate showing, I hate showing like that vulnerable side and crying, but I'm vulnerable in these recordings because no one's going to hear it but me. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that I developed that whole running from myself and acting like I was perfect because of all the situation. I wanted to convince myself that, um, that, you know, I was worthy and that I wasn't what my family said and I wasn't what, you know, the people at school teased me about. But then relationships, the one place where I'm fully naked and giving my heart all and it's not good enough made it even harder and harder to believe that I wasn't perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like I was starting to yeah. fall into, you know, it's your right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I became that person that blamed, well, I'm this way because of this person. And I remember in 11th grade, uh, we had a psychology with this guy named Mr. Mr. Bodner. Oh, my God. Queen K, no one talked about because he was our creative <laughs> writing teacher. But I, oh, you remember him too. But, yeah, he said mm-hmm. in our psychology class, <laughs> he said in our psychology class, no one can do anything to you that you don't allow. So I was like, and I challenged him. I'm like, Mr. Bonner, what, what you mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, somebody can say some hurtful things. He was like, yeah, but you're giving it power. You're allowing it. And I didn't understand back right. then, but I definitely do now. Like, it, it's hard to not get offended. It's hard to not think, take things personal. And it's hard to not place the blame. But it, it's what you, it's, it's a choice that you have to make every day. Like DC, I'm just going to, I'm going to always use you as an example. You choose to wake yeah. up every day and change the narrative for your daughter. I'm pretty sure that right. that shit was hard because you were pulling from resources that you never had, but every day you made that choice. And I feel like that's what it does. Mm-hmm. Hold yourself accountable. You have to make that choice every damn day, you know? So yeah, thank you. Right. But all right, I'm going to go into the next scenario. <clears throat> So this one's a little bit more heavier, y'all, but just work with me. So we got Brandon <laughs> in the building. It's not funny. I'm serious, though. See what I'm about to – y'all, listen. DC was not laughing. It was what's about to come. He's just, you know, <laughs> but, um, So Brandon in the building. Brandon has noticed in the last couple of weeks that he rather spend a long time with himself versus going out. He has been going to therapy for two months now since his mom committed suicide the year prior. Therapy is helping Brandon to sort out his feelings, but he can't seem to bring himself to go around his old friends and fear of them mentioning the incident about his mother because he is just going to accept it himself. One of his boys pops up at his house to confront him about this with concern. Brandon simply tells him, I'm not ready, and I need you to respect that. 
So my first question is, do you think our inner thoughts can distract us from properly healing or opening up to people? Hmm. I mean, shit, this shit sounds very familiar. I mean, (laughs) um, it sounds familiar just, you know, like I said, you know, based off of, you know, Many people, I mean, shit. If you if you've listened to the podcast for the last year and a half, two years, you you've known that you know I've I've been through you know a DUI situation actually too, you know what I'm saying? Because I was young and dumb and you know just trying to live my thug life and shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, I, I went through I went through a you know um, drug court, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like a program where you know they have people you know, um, um abide by, you know, certain, um, certain, uh, regulations and everything like that. And, you know, I was so strict with myself at that time, you know what I'm saying? Not even regard in regards to, um, the things that I had to do within, you know, drug court, but it was just within myself. It was like, okay, like I went through the most like damned full thing that I could ever do in my entire life. So reality kicked in and it was just like, you know, I have to do some soul searching within myself. And you know what I'm saying? I made that decision to to not include anybody else in this mission to help me with that. It was solely with myself. And, you know, I've had friends, you know, that, that was accustomed to me being, you know, being around, you know what I'm saying, within certain certain days of the week, you know what I'm saying, Friday come around, you know what I'm saying, we kids free, it's like, you know what I'm saying, nigga, let's do it, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, let's get it popping, but it was like, nah, nigga, it's, it's, nope, that's not it, like, it's not, like, you know, for example, like, you know, I've had, I've had, um, two of my friends pull up on me, now, mind you, this is 10 o'clock at night, and, um, I'm actually, I'm actually sitting in my car, actually, you know, smoking and shit, you know what I'm saying, and, uh, <laughs> I see a mysterious car pull up in the driveway. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, I ain't even got my strap on me. I'm about to die. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because they ain't back out the driveway. Like, oh, shit, it's 10 o'clock. But, um, but no, yeah, they pulled up, and, you know, they tried to convince me to go out for legit, like, a whole hour. Like, they even they even went to desperate measures of calling up an ex-fling that I had and was trying to, to convince me to go out you know, just to get, you know, you know, to get a happy ending type of shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was like, even even that, even that didn't really phase me to go out. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, with all, with all that shit, it sounds fun. It's what I'm used to. But I legit went through some shit, y'all. Like, something mm-hmm. that y'all did not experience. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I can't overlook what I fucking went through just to satisfy y'all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, you know, when it comes to it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you when you deal with, you know, a certain group of people for so long, you know what I'm saying? Like, they they get used to you being around, you know, during a, a certain yeah. period of time. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's hard for them to, you know, go consecutive, you know, time frames without you being, you know, present. You know what I'm saying? So it, it drives them crazy as well, and I get that. You know what I'm saying? But when you're when you have to experience the shit that you have to experience by yourself at that time when you're recovering you want to go through that shit alone as well you know what i'm saying cuz like you wasn't yeah. there when that shit happened so it's like you can't be there when i do recover you know what i'm saying because before that shit happened you were a part of a, a past existing life 
You know what I'm saying? Like, once I converted over, you was kind of like in that past life. You know what I'm saying? It's not that I'm exiling you out of out of my life completely, but during this journey, it has to just be me and only me. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's it's no tough feelings at that point. But you know what I'm saying? Like I said, like I do get I do get the part of you know that person just you know not understanding and wanting to you know and not being able to accept your your lack of presence. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I do get that part, but. Mm-hmm. When a person genuinely and emotionally tells you that I'm going through some shit and I really just got to go through it by myself, you got you to gotta really think beyond your imagination and your assumptions and really just accept that shit and just know that they're really going through some shit. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and it's not like they're saying, like, don't fucking contact me, don't hit me up. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't see you or nothing like that. But, you know what I'm saying, just give them time to really just, like, go through something and really try to, you know, um, get through it by themselves. And if they happen to need some help, then, you know, just let them know. Like, you know, if you if you can't get through it by yourself, I'm one phone call away. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or I'm one, you know, drive away. You know what I'm saying? Like, hit me up. If you need me, I'm here. Regardless of yeah. what you're going through, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? But... When when you close to somebody, it's kind of hard for them to really adjust to that. So, but yeah, um, yeah, that's my take on that. Um, I definitely think our inner thoughts can distract us properly from hitting the opening up because I know for me growing up, um, when I when I lived like you know what I'm saying before I went to college, whenever I went through a breakup, uh, whenever. Because my problem is always breakups and, like, you know, just trying to get away from having to watch my cousin all the time. So when I met my lovely friend, Connect, y'all know it's Queen K, when I met her in high school, I was always able to run over, <laughs> I was always able to run over there, you know what I'm saying, to get away from that. But I remember when I went off to college and uh, my auntie had passed. I, the first thing I saw was like, damn, I don't have Matt here to run to. Because at the time, I didn't know how to drive. So I was stuck. <laughs> like, I couldn't. I was like 45 <laughs> minutes away. It's like, damn, you know. But as soon as I learned how to drive, even when I was up at school, she would tell you I was always driving to Taylor to go visit her. But it's like there were times where I was forced, you know what I'm saying, in a situation by myself where I had to learn to be by myself. Like, you know, when I first moved to Philly, it was it was just fucked up because I'm like, damn, I'm so used to going over her house on the weekends. Like, I was always over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, when she was in Taylor, when she moved to her own place, I was always over there. And it's like, dog, I don't have no one to go to, so now I got to learn to do this on my own. And honestly, DC, like, you really encouraged me to want to learn how to heal on my own when you told me your experience about, like, you know, you know, going to uh, AA meetings and, you know, like having to wear the bracelet, like, you know what I'm saying, to make sure that you didn't have alcohol, just everything that you went through. And I'm just like, dog, I can't imagine going through that by myself because it's like I, I felt too vulnerable and weak that I would try to end my life. So it's like those talks that me and you had when I first moved here, you know what I'm saying, it, it really helped me to strengthen myself and know that I, I can do this. I can do this. 
But, I mean, even though we had those talks back in 2018, I would say I started to apply them three years later. But, hey, the point is that I applied them, right? (laughs) (laughs) I finally learned to apply them. So, like, but I think our inner thoughts does distract us because I feel like, you know, it can be a healthy thing to to heal by yourself, but you do need to let people be there for you as well because we get into our thoughts because we never had somebody else look out for us. Nobody in our family did that. At the funeral, what are they doing? They're going back to work. We don't talk about the shit. So when you have someone come to you saying, I'm here for you, that shit feels foreign. It's like, nigga, you just saying that to be nice. So we close off. Mm -hmm. No, I got it. I got it. Because I remember when my mom passed, I remember with Queen K. I'm sorry. That's my friend, Kinette, okay? When she she had to invite me over to her house to eat. And I remember, like, she kept saying, are you Okay. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. She was like, Tasha, you know it's okay to cry. I was like, I'm okay. But it was just still surreal to me that my mom wasn't there. Like, I was I was just getting into the habit of saying was, past tense. Like, I was still trying to wrap my head around But I remember that night I finally fucking cried because I, I didn't cry at the funeral. So it's just like when you hear that, it's like, damn, someone is there that cares. You feel what I'm saying? Even if you are still in survival mode to this day, because like I said, I thank y'all too for being there and putting up with me because I know that I'm I'm always overpowering y'all yeses when y'all try to help me. I try to block blessings and stuff, but (laughs) y'all accept me and y'all understand me. And it's just like, what the fuck ever? And I'm learning to understand y'all and accept y'all. I know I still be that old protective person wanting to give y'all my eyeballs and tell you how to do stuff, but it just know it's coming from a place of love because I always just want to let y'all know that I'm in y'all corner like y'all been in my corner. So um, that sure. goes into my last question. What distractions have you overcome in the last year? Shit. Um, shit, me. I've been my own <laughs> okay. fucking distraction, shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I've always... And, and I'm sure pretty... I'm pretty I'm pretty sure people can relate to that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we can always tend to be our own, you know, distraction. You know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. and I can I can speak for myself personally, like you know what I'm saying, like it's been more so of um, the kid, the kid in me, the kid is the kid in me has been my biggest distraction. You know what I'm saying? It's been my distraction for a very long time. You know what I'm saying? Because like I feel like grade school has really been like you know the 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 um the milestone you know what i'm saying as far as like with my mindset you know what i'm saying like i've it 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 left such a stain for me to where like i operate based off of how i would have thought back then you know what i'm saying so like when it comes to like you know um my my socialism is is terrible <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, of course with, you know, like relationships that I've had here, here and there, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that holds, that holds some weight too, as far as like, you know, with, um, with how that kind of like integrates into, you know, my distractions as well. But, um, but yeah, like I've, I've definitely, um, I've definitely overcome that, you know what I'm saying? Because like I said, like, um, Back then, it was hard for me to communicate. Nowadays, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, I can I can utter, you know, a hello or a fuck you, 
you know what I'm saying, or you dumb bitch, like, you know what I'm saying, I, I can order that shit, like, you know what I'm saying, it's all good, you know what I'm saying, like, I, I, I'm at a point now where, like, I'm so happy with myself, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, I, I put so much pressure on myself to be like how, like, other kids were that got picked on, but, like, you know, later on became successful in life, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to be humble, I'm not successful. <laughs> I'm gonna be real. I am not successful, but I do have, I do have some characteristics of those, you know, of those individuals who may have got picked on in grade school and or high school, and just happened to be more successful than they bullies were. You know what I'm saying? Like in the pockets type of shit. You know what I'm saying? But I'm more so, I'm more so rich in love and happiness within myself at this point, to where like you know I can care less as to what a person may say or think about me. You know what I'm saying? Like that like I said, that's been my biggest distraction. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, worrying about, you know, whether like if I approach somebody, are they gonna are they gonna look at me the you know, the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Like a fun fact. A fun fact right now. This uh-huh. is breaking news, fun fact. I'm trying to fix my resting face. I looked in the mirror <laughs> this morning. I look mean <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> hey, I look when I say I look mean as fuck, like I, <laughs> this is this is low key. This is why it takes me so long to uh, do the um, the podcast videos, ladies and gentlemen, because like Yo. I sit I sit <laughs> up there and I look at the videos and sometimes like when I see myself like frown up, that's just my natural resting face, and I'm like fuck, I got to do this shit over again. So like I'm <laughs> practicing to like you know raise my eyebrows up a little bit more, and you know what I'm saying like try to form like a, a um a happy face because like <laughs> when y'all, when y'all see a frown, that's, that's history in my past life. I've always had to have a frown, you know what I'm saying? Just to look mean so nobody wouldn't talk about me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's been the stem of my history. Like for real, like no bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, I've been definitely trying to work on myself because me myself has been my biggest distraction, you know what I'm saying? From a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying? But, I can honestly say genuinely that I have been working on that. I've been working on my rest space. I've been working on, you know, getting the jitters out within myself. And, you know what I'm saying? Like if somebody make eye contact with me, I say hello, you know, type of thing. And if they don't say hello in my head, I say, fuck you. At least I tried. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's, it's like, you know, like I said, like my distraction is definitely within myself. And I'm I'm definitely working on it, you know. But what about you? Um, I would say the same thing. I would say that my procrastination has been my biggest distraction. And um, it's been a struggle for me because I usually drop a book and then it takes me two years to finish another book. And that's what happened in this, uh, you know, since Out of Darkness didn't come into this year. It was supposed to come last year. But one thing I learned from other writers is that don't give your, don't give yourself deadlines. You know what I'm saying? Just write the book when you feel like it. But, you know, with so much death happening last year, it just kept making me think like, uh, you got some typing to do uh, like before, right? right? Like I just didn't know. Like I felt like uh I felt like we was um like in one of those scary movies, like dog, who's gonna be the last man standing? But <laughs> I'm overcoming I'm overcoming that, like, you know, with by typing. Even if it's like just typing one page, one sentence, one paragraph, I am forcing myself to type every other day because I look at it like 
the more you type, you're going to look up. You're going to have one chapter. Then you're going to have 10 chapters, and you're going to be damn near closed. It's just to fall into the pattern of doing it because um, my procrastination stems from just, like, not really having people believe in me growing up. Like, my grandmother loved the fact that I love to read. You know, whenever we had book fairs, I would always bring home a little uh, flyer, and I would, like, she would, like, just circle whichever one you want. You can get any book you want. There was this uh, store called BookBeat by my house. But it's, like, I loved how I would get into, like, I loved how deep I would get into a book. You know what I'm saying? And then it was, like, I got the idea that I want to write. And it's like I was telling my grandmother that I want to write, and it was just like, well, that's that's not a real job. There's no degree behind that. It was like you had to follow, you, you had to follow the the societal standard. You know what I'm saying? You got to get a degree, and you got to get a job that pays well. You have to get a degree that when you get out of college, there's going to be a career for you. So it's like that's where social work came into play. Like I gave up creative writing and all that. Because I I had a passion for it. Like I took creative writing class every year once I start once I got to um high school. I was even in this poetry society event in college, but it was just like hearing that it's not gonna get you far, no one's gonna take you serious and I cared about what people thought, I did just that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I I lost a love for it because of everybody, you know, not believing in me, but I should have believed in myself and after writing No Apologies and rereading it, I shocked myself like, damn, I typed that. You know what? I'm going to keep going. And don't get me wrong, hearing other people's praises, it makes me feel good that a lot of people found healing in this book because this was just me being very vulnerable and open about everything that happened to me, finally bringing it to the forefront because with abuse, you suppress a lot of stuff. And you also, you definitely suppress it when you're addicted to that person and you just want to be in their good graces. So when they're nice, it's like, okay, fuck what you did to me. Let's get it on. You know what I'm saying? Like you fall into, right. you're addicted to that toxic shit. And then it's like when they're mad, you're trying to find ways to get back on their good side. So you're in this cycle and you, like days is flying. You know what I'm saying? It's like being at a casino. You look up, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Nigga, I just got here at 9 p.m. What the fuck? <laughs> it, it, it's crazy. But writing about that, that shit was hard. Writing about that, it lets me know, like, what, like I'm ready to just see what else I can do. I have so many stories in my head, and your shirt, you know what I'm saying, die with memories and not with dreams. I'm not going to die with all these stories in my head. I may not be able to get all of them out because I don't know when my time is up on this earth, but I'm definitely going to get out majority of them. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's my take. Yeah. That was a damn good topic. How you feeling? I'll tell you about it. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the simulate your mind question. Drop it, DC. Oh, damn. We got another fucking, fucking complex situation. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's simulate that mind. Correct. I ain't ready. Oh, gosh. So my simulate your mind question this week is, what makes you genuinely happy? Damn. I mean, shit, if I would have known it was this damn simple and easy, I mean, shit, what, what, gen, what genuinely makes me happy, I mean, shit, is being alive and, you know, honestly, just being a dad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I never would have thought, <laughs> to be honest with you, I never would have thought I would have been a dad this early. 
But I mean, shit, it it came about, and I I haven't looked back as far as like you know my love for my kid. Like I I feel like she gen she genuinely makes me happy. Like when she's with her mom, like I don't be knowing what the fuck to do with my life. Like you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Like, but when she get home, like I just feel like you know there's there's no there's no worry in the world. You know what I'm saying? Because I know she's right in the next room. Like you know what I'm saying? Like. I don't I don't have that much pressure of just, you know, just having so many wanders in my head, like, you know what I'm saying, when she with her mom. Like, you know, granted she she's safe and everything like that, you know what I'm saying? But it's that attachment, you know what I'm saying? That attachment mm-hmm. that you have with your first child, like it's something different, man. So mm. yeah, I would say that's that's something that genuinely makes me happy. You know what I'm saying? 'Cause I I done been through like I said, like I done been through my, my crazy shit, you know what I'm saying, that I could that I can be held accountable for solo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know, after looking at all of that, you know what I'm saying? Like, none of that makes me sad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my love for my kid or, you know what I'm saying, just, you know, just knowing that I am a father and, you know, just enjoying the fatherhood, you know what I'm saying? None of that shit matters. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, mm-hmm. sometimes that shit is just in the back of my head. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just love the fact of being able to love on something that, you know, that I created, you know, procreated, you know, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, just to watch her grow up and be attached to me and, you know, looking at a resemblance of me, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you know, and, and, and you know, just, just the bonding, you know what I'm saying? The bonding of that is, is, is remarkable, you know what I'm saying? So mm. it, that's definitely something that I do cherish a lot, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, a, that's, that's the biggest accomplishment that I've, say I've ever done, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, you know, if and when dynamic culture ever does become, like, a big situation and, you know what I'm saying, like, they say, what's your biggest accomplishment, you know what I'm saying, during dynamic culture, I'll be say, I'll say, like, well, shit, like, it happened before that. I had a child. <laughs> Her name is Chad. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> she's going she's gonna to forever be my greatest treasure. Forever. Yeah. That part. I love it. Um, What makes me genuinely happy is just learning about myself and my freedom. Like, today, I was legit in the shower. I had the lights off because my central diffuser uh, is colorful, so, like, it lights up the room. And I was listening to my music, and I'm like, this is what genuinely makes you happy. Like, this is a part of you. And just, like, being able to come and go, you know, something that I wasn't able to do years ago. I won't even say it started, you know, four years ago with the abuse. Like, I was like this my whole life, like, always being trapped in other people's guilt tripping, doing things to make other people happy, but, you know, feeling so incomplete on the inside. And, like, you know, everybody was just okay with, you know, me doing it for them. You know what I'm saying? Didn't give a fuck how it was making me feel. So it's like it just feels good now to be unbothered and put my feelings first and not care about other people's other people's feelings because I had to learn how can I be mad at somebody? No, how can someone be mad at me for expressing myself? You know what I'm saying? Like I need to be true to myself. I'm I'm not, you know what I'm saying? And I learned in a quote before that depression is basically our body telling us that they're tired of pretending to be somebody that they're not. And that was the realest shit that I ever read. So um, yeah. that genuinely makes me happy just like, you know, being free and learning more about myself and learning to put myself first. And, like, 
I'm, I'm, I'm waking up every day choosing to put myself first so that I won't get into my next relationship and lose myself again. So, like, I have to spend time with myself for a while, and I'm not in a rush to get into my next relationship. Like, it makes me cringe every time I talk to my auntie back at home or just, you know, certain females that know I'm single, and they be like, oh, so any new boo? No. <laughs> but I, I don't get mad at them because it's like I know, like, we're deeply conditioned to believe in order to get over one, you got to get up on the next. But it's like, no, I'm just looking to find out more and more about me and peel back more and more layers. You hear what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Right, right. That's mine. All right, DC. Slide us on into the shout-outs and appreciation. For sure, for sure. You already know what you did. What you just say? I said do the temptation slide. Oh, shit, shoot him up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Shout-outs to self-love is my rehab. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Shout-out to Complex for allowing me to come onto this platform and be myself. You know what I'm saying? It's allowing me to become myself, you know what I'm saying, within the environment that I've been shy and, you know, been into the shell of myself, you know, it's allowing me to become that, you know what I'm saying, on a regular basis. And uh, shout-out to God, because without him, none of this would be possible. You know what I'm saying? Shout-out to Dynamic Culture Apparel. That's my baby. Do not play with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got my uh, jogger sets coming out pretty soon. Okay. Be on the lookout for that. You understand me? I already got somebody that, you know, that was chiming in because they listening. Um, talking about they trying to pre-order right now. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so yeah, be on the lookout for those. You know what I'm saying? To be updated on that, make sure you follow the uh, IG page at dynamic underscore culture underscore apparel. And you can mm-hmm. follow that also on Facebook at dynamic culture apparel. And if you want to follow my ugly ass, you know what I'm saying, you can follow me at super, you know what I'm saying, that's S-U-P-A underscore, 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 ugly, that's U-G-L-Y, just in case you make it confused, <laughs> it's the organic ugly, you know what I'm saying, the dictionary yeah. ugly, you know what I'm saying, we we dictionary ugly in this bitch. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, um, shout out to all my my uh, positive kings and queens with positive vibes and positive energy. And shout out to all them negative, 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 uh, musty ass uh, Karens with negative vibes and negative energy. Uh, we still, I guess we love y'all niggas at the end of the day. I mean, shit, as long <laughs> as you catch up, musty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't with you. So shout out to this platform. Uh, I was about to call it no apologies. Shout out to this platform, Self Love and Rehab. <laughs> it is helping me to become a better person every day. Um, it's helping me to apply what we preach. It's helping me to apply it to my life. Um, it's helping me to be more gentle with myself. It's helping me to face myself in the mirror. Um, I didn't expect for it to come this far. I didn't expect for us to have so many topics and still have more topics. And what I mean by come this far, because like you know, we're we're not successful, but I have a big I have a big vision for it. But just to know how much it has changed us, you know how much it has shaped us and everything. Like I told DC, like you know, one day we're gonna put this to bed, and he was like, "No, the fuck we not." He was like, "We can always <laughs> do every other Sunday, or we could do like once a month, or we could do like you know twice a year." He was he refused to let it go, and I was like, "You know what? You're right. I think I would be empty without it too." And every time we go on break, we always got 
a certain person in our ear threatening us and giving us the white boy mean face. I ain't going to say no name. Okay. You know she is. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, but it's cool. It's love. So I thank this podcast. Um, shout out to Queens of Vibes and Visions. Uh, we got a retreat coming next year. Me and Queen K are putting some things into work. Um, I'm going to go back home so we can network. And we got some things coming. I, it's going to be dope. Uh, shout out to my book, No Apologies, that's at the platform for Self-Love is My Rehab and Queens of Vibes and Visions. It's still going strong to this day. Out of Darkness, I'm getting good reviews about that, how it's very thought-provoking. Um, I'm just really proud of myself for finishing the series, being content with it, and, you know, um, just the fact that other people find healing in it, that means so much to me because I wish that I would have been to, you know, June Millish, you know, rest in, rest in peace, shout out to him. I wish I would have been took his advice about telling my story. But I remember when I tried to write my story, I remember I had a friend that I looked up to like a big brother. He said, what have you accomplished? And that shit made me feel like two feet, two feet tall. So I was like, oh, right. Yeah. Why am I about to write this? And I didn't. But I wish I would have took June advice, but I'm glad I finally did. I finally did, you know. But I wish that he was here to read it because he read Honey Flavor Tears and he would be like, yep, I definitely see a difference. But I know he's proud. And um, y'all need to go read his his series, This Game Has No Loyalty. That man is another person like UDC that turned his pain into purpose. You know, he took his game for the love of the streets and, like, you know, basically put it into writing, you know, and changed his life. Rest in peace. There'll never be another one like you. Um, and yeah, you know, shout out to God because without him, I wouldn't have this strong relationship with myself. You know, um, 2021 has been better to me than 2020. I can't complain. Shit, that's all I got. Yeah. So with that. that being said, <laughs> with that being said, DC, <laughs> lead us into that. What you know about that? Mm-hmm. Let's back slap the shit out of 2020. With that being said, <laughs> hey, what you knew about that? What you knew about that? Hey, I know what about that. Load them. Hey, oh, so listen. I done surfaced on this uh, this little debate from uh, the Shade Room. Shout out to y'all with y'all little uh, the Shade Room great debates. And uh, I came across this one uh, this one little debate saying like. Uh, what's better, being in a healthy relationship or having fun while single? So I wanted to switch it up just slightly. I wanted to say, like, what do you prefer? Or, like, yeah, what what would you rather? You know what I'm saying? Just based off of, you know, you know, little side note, you know, the movie that we, you know, that we fuck with, would you rather? You know what I'm saying? Like, if y'all ain't, if y'all ain't watch that shit, make sure y'all watch that. That shit good as fuck. But uh, would you rather be in a healthy relationship fun while being single. Yeah, fuck, nigga, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> damn, you switched the shit up. You switched you, you the shit up. Why rather be in a healthy relationship? Damn, I mean, both is a win-win. I mean... Right. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to answer it from the state that I'm in right now. Can I right, do right, that? Right, yeah. Or am I yeah, going to be Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would take being by myself because even okay. though I want a healthy relationship, I still have to overcome some fears of abandonment issues that I have and playing damage control and keep people at a distance because 
I want to be in control of who can leave my life. And I'm learning I can, I'm not in control of that. Um, you know, death happens. That lets me know I'm not in control of that. But I, it all comes back. Experiencing death at such a young age, it did something to me. You know, like just, I remember it was my pastor that passed. And just like mm-hmm. seeing him perform and, you know, preach every Sunday. And then you just see this cold wax body. And it's like, whoa, like it just did something to me. It just, I don't know. Death always just makes me feel so weird on the inside. But it's like I play damage control of, you know, not getting close because I'm like, dog, like I know. Because if it's healthy, it's going to last. And I'm like, one day you're not going to be here no more. And I'd be so focused on losing you in the end, I'm I'm missing out on the the good moment. So I need to work on my attachment issues. So I think, like, I need to, I'd rather be by my, be happy with myself and work on that before, getting into that healthy relationship. What about you? No, I definitely agree with um with your with your segment as far as like with um you know, the 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 dysfunctions as to why you can't operate <clears throat> in a sense in a uh, in a in a relationship. But um with with my take on it, you know what I'm saying, from my perspective, like, you know what I'm saying, like I would rather be in a healthy relationship for the simple fact that I am at a point right now, you know what I'm saying, genuinely in a position to where, like, I've been through my worst to where, like, I had to deal with a lot of shit with, you know, within myself and, you know, really do some house cleaning within myself mm-hmm. to where, you know, I've fully have, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say fully, but I, I've, I've made initiatives big initiatives to overcome certain situations within my life, you know, that may have um, uh, stunt the growth in most of my relationships. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that I've been able to live a single life and really focus on myself, you know, despite the fact that it wasn't really like the funnest fucking single life, you know what I'm saying? Because like, <laughs> even, though you, even though you are focusing on yourself and rehabilitating yourself, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's always at the end of the day, it's that moment where you feel like, damn, I wish I had somebody to cuddle with this motherfucker. Like, I think, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but the greatest accomplishment, you know what I'm saying? At the end of every single day is that you, you know, that you've basically been able to, um, you know, work on yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, um, learn to be by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Not not be, you know, dependent on anybody. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you get down, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got to reach over and be like, you know, hey, I need you to attend to me because, like, I'm fucking up right now. I need your help. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm able to do that on my own. You know what I'm saying? And if, if I happen to have a lady in my life that, you know, in the future or at that time, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know that that whole like uh, attendance can be secondary, but mm-hmm. you know I will be I will be in a position to where like you know I can fend for myself. You know what I'm saying initially. You know what I'm saying, and I feel you know, and if I feel like I can't you know fulfill that, or if I feel like I need you know my lady at the time, you know what I'm saying, to be like you know hey like you know I just need you to do like at least 25 percent of satisfaction. Like you know what I'm saying, be like okay, I got you. okay, boom. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But I would never, I would never put that much pressure on a woman again to, um, to fulfill what I should be able to do on my own. 
You know what I'm saying? So that's right. where that's where I definitely learned from that. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, that's what that's where I learned a lot from my single life. You know, to be able to depend on myself a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? My decision making, my thought process, and everything like that. And you know, just just really be my own man. You know what I'm saying? And you know, when it comes to a healthy relationship, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to that, you know, going into a relationship, you know what I'm saying? Like the idea is to not to put all of your burden on, you know, the significant other, but, you know, to more so just, you know, figure it out on your own first. And if you can't, you know, then, hey, let's go to the red table and talk about this shit. Like, you know, hey, <laughs> I spent, you know, $60 on 2K and, um, yep, the phone bill due. And I'm about like forty dollars short, so uh, hey, I no. know this is embarrassing. I'm sorry, but nigga, I need. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it, it's just, it's those embarrassing and humiliating moments where like you have to just man up and just like you know just really if you can't handle it, you know what I'm saying, come to the red table talk about it. You know what I'm saying like you got <laughs> you got to be trusted within your relationship to be able to come to your woman and be like you know hey like look I fucked up I I thought I was straight but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. like. So, but yeah, I would definitely take, um, with all being said, I would take, um, a healthy relationship at the end of the day, for sure. Because I've, I've, I've lived my single life. I fulfilled it in a sense. I'm tired of being single. I'm ready to be in a healthy mm. relationship. Mm. I respect it. I do. I do. You know, maybe you can teach me how to overcome that fear. Like, so how do you do it? You know, I know, I know what time is going to come because I am telling myself that I want to be open to love. I'm worthy of it, but I'm just overcoming that fear and that anger. But thank you. Yeah. 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 I mean, sure. I mean, it, it takes, it takes nothing but practice and, you know, trials and tribulations and, you know, really just, you know, um, paying attention and analyzing yourself, you know what I'm saying? With every action that you take, you know what I'm saying? That's all yeah. it really takes. But, um, but yeah. Um, yeah, this was a dope-ass um, segment, dope-ass podcast. Yeah. Hopefully y'all enjoyed it, and, you know, hopefully um, y'all can, you know, relive the whole segments that we pretty much um, put out there, the whole scenarios, I should say. And, um, you know, with our answers based on the questions, hopefully y'all can implement those into your life and move forward, you know what I'm saying? But with that being said, the dynamic culture yeah. quote for tonight is simply just, you know, take care of yourself and love yourself on some dynamic shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, the world is yours. However you want to see it, you know, however you want to see it fit, you know what I'm saying? It's just based on your will and your drive to be able to be successful in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, take it from me and Complex Angel, you know what I'm saying? We're not perfect, but we do this podcast to reach out to people who are struggling with, you know, self-love mm-hmm. and... Uh, to let people know that y'all not in this shit alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, we do this podcast, like I said, you know, for unity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Me and Complex, we not perfect. We still struggling through our shits and, you know, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, so we just trying to recruit and just let everybody know you're not alone. Just like Michael Jackson said, you all We are here. That's all popped in my head. <laughs> so you never <laughs> yo, that song popped in my head, dog. See, same thing, yo. Okay, man. Make sure y'all gonna listen to that shit as soon as y'all done listening, man. Peace and love, and we are out, man. You can love. Listen to Man in the Mirror better. Don't listen to You Are Not Alone. That's about isolation. Here and there, y'all. Right. Have a good night, son. All right. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah. All right. <laughs>
With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.